listener. Kickpod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulikert Woolen Clan of the Boon Wurrung, who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to our elders, past and present, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the Kickpod, your DM on the stuff that matters, but also the stuff that doesn't. One, two, three, four. Hello there. Hello there. Hello, everyone. I am high on endorphins from sprinting up and down the stairs. Oh, I thought you were going to say you went for like a kick run this morning. No, just instant endorphins just from from a moment ago. Hope everyone's having a good day, morning, night, wherever you're listening to this. Well, we've got to cover all bases. Yeah, of course. How are you, Steffi? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Oh. How are you? (laughs) Hesitation? (laughs) No, you know what? It has been almost a... No, it's been under a week since the Eras Tour concert and um, it honestly took me like a solid four days to like break. I'm still thinking about it, but to to kind of feel a little bit normal again. Like I was exhausted but also like just couldn't stop thinking about it. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. I feel like that after Saturday because you had, I mean, yes. you had a huge, <laughs> Steph had the Eras weekend with the Stacks yeah. event I found on, so we had the Stax event, which was a big day, but I was so, tired for one oh. second. Like I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I knew I was going to crash on Sunday. You know yes. when you like use too much energy in a day, like from all day, all yeah. night, got home and I was like from Wired. the flight and I was yeah. like, energies, what can I do with it? And then I woke up on Sunday at 4am, like energies, so excited. Yeah. And then I found this huge come down yeah. of energy, but then also I feel like it's quite, it's quite a... Oh, because you went straight to Taylor Swift, so it was like yeah. that excitement. Two big highs. But I, f- it's it's quite interesting coming off a high into, mm. and it wasn't a low my Sunday, no. but I was just really tired, and mm. I also, you go from being like, you know, in this this moment, we had like five hundred people at the event, and it was incredible, Electric. and and then you just sit home by yourself, <laughs> yeah. and it's just quite, it's quite jarring. Yeah. It's really yeah. bizarre. Up and down. Mm. I suppose that's life, isn't it? But anyway, so I I feel you, but my come down came from straight from Sunday morning. (laughs) Now, speaking of the kick stacks event. One of the best days of my life. Same. So it was really special. Thank you to everyone who came. And if you didn't come, don't worry, we will do more things like that. Yeah. If you obviously, if you're like, oh, I don't want to go then, not for you. (laughs) special as well because like with every event that we do like this, we always love, almost like instantly love to get feedback. And whenever we do something like a meet and greet, which there was one at the end of the day, to anyone that we've seen before, we're like, so so how did it compare? Tell us everything. And we had such beautiful feedback that you guys really loved this kind of structure and you might have been to some of our events before and we tried something new. So yeah, it was, it was really lovely. It was really lovely. And one of my favorite parts was the workshop where we spoke through some limiting beliefs and self-doubt that we have Mm. and that's holding us back. And you opened up about something that's been holding you back and you feel like is this limiting belief that Mm. you want to work through to Mm. be able to open up in your confidence and just as you and believe that you're worthy as you. The thing that I'm struggling with the most in my confidence um, is actually feeling bright and intelligent. And for me, the reason that is, is because growing up and throughout high school, I never got praised for my intelligence. I never got told I was smart. I was not an academic 
in high school or primary school, I was the sporty one, the arty one, the creative one, the loud and annoying one in class. <laughs> um, and I had so many teachers tell me I was going nowhere and I just believed it. And that's been my truth. And I'm so sick of it because I am, I am where I am today, you know, because <laughs> I've taken up opportunity and I have known myself and I've known the community, um, you guys so incredibly well and I've been able to connect with you so incredibly well. I have ignored the fact that all of that definitely comes with being bright or intelligent in some way. We had a message about it from one of our wonderful community members, Isabel. This is what Isabel said back to that, Steph. Hey, Steph, I attended the Kickstacks event on Saturday in Sydney, which I adored, by the way. Thank you. And you spoke about the things you're working through and the affirmations you're telling yourself. I'm sitting here reading your You Take Care book that you wrote with Laura, and I thought to myself, I've always believed people who write books are smart, intelligent people, and you, my friend, have co-authored not one, but two books. <laughs> Seems like you're a smart woman to me. That's very sweet. And I, that's, I just wanted to read that to you. I think, Thanks. too, it's important to note that it, if you haven't written a book, it doesn't mean that no. you're, you're not smart, right? That's not the kind of... No. But I think it's just important to look at ourselves the way other people look at us. Yeah. Thanks, Oz. Thanks for sharing that. Thank you, Isabel. Yeah. I didn't really know what to say from there. No, but it was, it was, it was honestly. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a badass author. <laughs> I'm a jewel author of best-selling books. So Yeah. I just think yeah, um, I'm smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you need to say that now. It's really interesting. Because, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yes. No, I'm intelligent. No, you I have am. to own it. I am to intelligent. Say you're badass. I am. I'm badass. And yeah, I'm pretty intelligent. But I, I do want to say it is something that's like that I'm currently working through. And I felt like it was really, really special to feel comfortable enough, like on a stage in front of that many people to talk about that. And that is all thanks to you guys who were there, like the community. Um, the reason why Laura and I can be so vulnerable is because you make us feel really safe to do so. So um, thank you for that. And then I think my favourite part was then when we spoke about affirmations and how you can kind of flip those limiting beliefs and have that as your affirmations or whatever kind of speaks to you and people started to share their affirmations that they were going to either, that they're already taking on or that they are going to take on from that day and it was honestly I couldn't stop crying. Like happy, like uh, just beautiful tears but like, oh, it was such a special, such a special workshop. Okay, Steffi. Yeah. And everyone, we've got a new segment. We've got a new, well, it's a dryling segment. So you better like it because, well, you know, no, if you don't like it, it's okay. But we hope you do because we're so excited about this. Every now and then we have to throw each other under the bus with love. Yeah, of course with love. And today I'm the bus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So now, but the thing is, sometimes it's hard for us to throw each other under the bus because we've already shared all the stories. It's so true. It's we do time, share a lot. <laughs> it's time to go deep. Okay. It's time <laughs> to bring in the big guns. We have got Martha on the line. Hello, Martha. Hello, everyone. Hello. How are you going? Good. Hello, Martha. Was so I really oh, hope um, Steph likes the segment so I can call in every week and throw <laughs> under the bus regularly. <laughs> and Martha, how, just so everyone knows, how long have you known Steph for? I haven't known Steph since the first time of high school. So I think we were 
11 or 12. Um, So over 18 years now. Um, Yeah, we've been best mate. (laughs) Which makes you the perfect (laughs) person to call me. Yeah, and I have a lot of stories. I've I've started off pretty light. So, yeah, I hope hope these continue so I can progressively get a little bit more. (laughs) Or a little bit more and more under the bus. <laughs> and if you guys don't recognize, Martha was also the one that threw me under the bus by telling the story where my mum found um, my like sexy laundry. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's the same mum. Yeah, I've got a few good ones. <laughs> okay, Martha, are you ready? Absolutely. Oh, so, wait, yeah. Steffi, are you I ready? I hope I don't disappoint. <laughs> okay. No, like, uh, yeah, I've gone live, so I think I think you'll be okay today. Um, so the story I have today is I think it was the eight. So we wait, we did it a few times. We did the forty hour famine. Do you remember doing the forty hour famine? That's so weird. I literally <laughs> said this yesterday to Laura because she was eating Weather's originals. Yeah, oh yes, because I thought you were allowed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we did it in year eight, and we had a sleepover at my house. And do you remember what you gave up or what I gave up? <laughs> oh my god, it's probably what? so long ago. No, <laughs> no I actually don't. No, this isn't about that. So you, I forgot what you gave up, but I gave up talking. That's right. Um, I do remember that. Yeah, I have no idea why we still decided to have a sleepover when I yeah. couldn't talk. Just challenge you. Um, really. Yeah, it was just awful. And, yeah, and we slept on the floor. Yeah, it was really weird. Um, <laughs> and do you, you don't remember what we spoke about? You don't remember the situation? No, I remember about? the sleepover, but I don't remember what you, I don't know what you're going to say. Yeah, well, like, I don't know what it was, but I just, I could not speak. Like, I thought something horrible was going to happen or I'll have to give away all the money. So, so ridiculous. But I didn't speak to you the whole night. Um, And I'll preface it with saying that the week or two weeks, it was quite a while, I really liked this boy. Um, His name was Ashan, which is quite fitting because I obviously have a type. My fiancé's name is Ashan. (laughs) Um, and I really liked him. And so you came over and we were lying there and said, I really need to tell you something. Ever since you started liking him, I quite started liking him too now. Um, and if it's okay with you, I'm going to, like, ask him out. And I can speak. And so you just took it as that's fine. And you're like, oh, well, if you're not going to say anything, then that's fine. No. If, you, if it's not fine, yeah. You say, if it's not fine, then speak. And I couldn't. And so the next day or Monday you went and you started, um, you told the boy that I liked that you liked him and you started dating him. Okay. All right. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. And you went out with him for, it was worth it because you went out with him, I think, two and a half weeks. I don't think um, it was and- even that. I think it was maybe a week. Yeah, and then you. Um, oh, I'm dying. Yeah, do you remember how you guys ended? You um, you found out he was going to break up with you, so you said that's not happening. So you quickly broke up with him instead. <laughs> that's a queen move. And I think like break up. You had told his friend to break up with him. That's how he yeah, did it back then. I, <laughs> I do remember. I do remember. It was probably one of the worst. Isn't like 
um, my my way of breaking up with him was just very like not even directly at him. I do remember no. that. I do not remember that night of you not talking. I remember the sleepover in the forty hour famine, but I do not remember saying that to you. Oh yeah, God. and it was like the break the forty hour famine, and apparently I thought I had to give all the money back to all the donors or sleep <laughs> up and say that it's not okay. And I, yeah, I chose to uh, donate the money and. Yeah. Well, so I'm sorry about that. That put the community first. That's- <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I was selfish. Oh my god. That's um and this yeah. is light? <laughs> this is a light yeah. on the bus. <laughs> I'm concerned. Yes, this is a live one. I'm just getting started. <laughs> um, I honestly, I still remember it like it was yesterday. It really, I think it really affected me. Oh, maybe that's why I'm with <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm with an Ashad now. I could just never really completely maybe, get Maybe I was it. saving you though. You know, I was saving you for the, the good Ashad. No, and the no, right one. I don't know if no, this can be not, reframed. No. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not doing this. No. <laughs> but it, well, this no, was how many years sad. ago? Uh, I was in year eight, oh. so I was 12. 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, more than yeah, it was. More than. <laughs> Wait, no, hang on. 18 years ago. No, no. It's just, yeah, 18. Eight, Jesus, yeah, we're not that. 18 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, all right. So cool. I've got, so, I've got 18 um, more years of um, things to document. Fabulous. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm starting to regret this segment now. <laughs> Steph's idea. That's my favorite bit. Uh, <laughs> you know, Carmi. Oh, oh, I'm glad I could help. Okay, thanks. And I'm out there. I hope you're okay. <laughs> I will be. I'm still healing, but I'll get there. Oh I think God. now that I voice that I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, well, and look, we're still friends now, so. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks for that. Love you. That's all right. Love you more. <laughs> God. Okay, so last week in my special share, I shared an episode of the Mal Robbins podcast, The 51% Rule and Three More Strategies to Think Like a Millionaire with Stephen Bartlett. As I said last week, the millionaire is very much clickbait for the title. It has nothing to do with that. It's just because Stephen Bartlett is a millionaire. It's actually a really great episode Mm. and it's not about money at all. Anyway, after sharing that, I listened again. Because it was such an impactful episode for me. Have you listened to it yet? No. Okay, you will. On my second listening, I was like, Steph will absolutely love this episode. Like, I really, you have to listen to it. But I wanted to actually bring it into the segment. So for anyone that like heard, not that you always have to listen to our special shares. If you have listened to it, you'll actually get more out of this segment, I think. Okay. If you haven't, you can go and listen to it afterwards. But I wanted to share some snippets out of the podcast that I felt like spoke to me and mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like the community, you guys, you, I think it'll speak to you too. Amazing. Okay, so there's two snippets mm-hmm. I want to play you today. The first one is in response to Stephen and Mel Robbins talking about someone in their 20s. So this was someone that approached Mel mm-hmm. at the airport actually and asked her a question. And so she's in her 20s and she was struggling with her purpose. And she Mm -hmm. said to Mel, can you please do a podcast on how to find your purpose? Mm -hmm. And Mel said to her, what do you do? And she said, I'm a banker. But then she said, okay, this is what Mel asked her. What do you love doing? Mm -hmm. And she said, I love being with kids. I would just love to be a teacher. 
And so that was the, anyway, as I said, listen to the full episode, but here is the snippet. So what they've done there is they've put the most important goal that any of us can have in the world below someone else's opinion. And that's, and that in there is the problem. It all comes back to what is the most important goal for all of us. And I would argue that the most important goal that we can all aim at is our own happiness. And happiness is such a strange word. So I'm using it intentionally ambiguously. You can define it for yourself. But I think that should be the North Star. And when that is the North Star, anything that stands to compromise your chance of happiness is the greatest risk of all. So you are, by way of that decision, a huge risk taker. Mm. You are the biggest risk taker. Oh, because you're staying in banking and it's a huge risk. Go and speak to people that have zero days left. And you've got it exactly wrong because the biggest risk is staying in banking. Yes. When the greatest... The biggest risk is not what people might say when you leave banking. The biggest risk is doing another decade in banking Mm. and looking back with the retrospective clarity that you had your priorities all wrong. You cared about Sally and Jenny's opinion in the WhatsApp group, not your own happiness. And you had one life to live. You know, that breaks my heart. I love that. I knew you would. Did that speak to you? I was like, I have to cut (laughs) this out and share it with the community because this is, it is so true. It's, we Mm. think that in leaving a job that has a high status, or it doesn't have to just be a job. It could be anything else. Leaving a relationship, whatever it might be, might be with someone that Mm. your family approves of that you think like, oh, but they've got it again. And actually, do you know what? I feel Mm. like it often does come back to someone's job in like how society Oh, it does. It depends what you're valuing though and what you want in life. But that's what I mean. Yeah. But we forget that. Yeah. It, we forget our like we don't we forget the trust we have with ourselves and yeah. our intuition and Everyone what we value because what pushes on us is yeah. what other people value and what society values, which is status mm-hmm. and other things. Mm-hmm. And so, what I loved about this is I would have always thought, oh, what a risk to leave like a high paying job that you studied so much for. Yeah. But if that is not making you happy, mm-hmm. then what are we what are you doing it yeah, for? Hundred percent. Oh, I love it. Just want to listen to the rest of it now. <laughs> I've, it was. It is such an important thing, and I think it's just for anyone that's in a position right now. I think we feel this pressure mm. that we have to live up to societal expectations, and we talk about this a lot in terms mm. of the expectation that to live in quotation marks. This is not true, but this is the expectation of us to a happy life mm. or a successful life. Mm. We need to finish school. We need to go to university. We need mm. to get a job. We need to find a partner Mm. we need to get married Mm. and then we need to have children Mm. and that's like the boxes that we need to tick to live a exactly right but that is not the case at all and we speak Mm. about that all the time everyone's journey is different that is not what everyone is going to want and that is okay because it is our own life yeah but I've never thought about it as much in terms of society and the the career pressure and everything and I just think I think the way that Stephen speaks in this episode especially around his upbringing because he finished when he got out of school. Well, he didn't finish school, actually. He was expelled. Mm. And he questions everything. He's like, okay, you want me to finish school? Why? Why mm. is that important? Why do I need to do that to live a successful life for me? Yeah. Live my happy life. Yeah. And I think we so often go through life and do things for, because exactly like, what will people say about me? Mm. What will people say about me if I go and start this business? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, seriously, if you, it's like with Kik, when we yeah. started it for the first time, like for a, an instigator, Who I think, do you think for you us, are? exactly right. And even for me, I don't, th- I think if I hadn't started my blog, mm. you would not have come to me and mm. said, hey, let's do something together, mm. right? That idea might not have connected because mm. you wouldn't have seen me in that light of someone that you could work like with yeah. on a, on a project for an ebook, right? Because yeah. you hadn't seen that. Yeah. But I almost 
almost didn't do it. Yeah. Because I was so embarrassed of what people would say to me at work, like in my part-time job, what people would think of me because they saw me as someone studying law and I was going to become a lawyer. That was all. Like that's the box I was in for them. And so when I did that, I was like, oh, my God, people will think, who do I think I am? Yeah. Do you think you're a blogger? Yeah. Do you think you like, are good at recipes? Do you think you're going to start social media? Yeah. Like, yuck. Yeah. People would make fun of me. Oh, yeah. yuck, you're sharing another green smoothie. Lol, Laura shares. But it's like, if I didn't do that, yeah, we wouldn't be where we are right yeah. now. And same yeah. for you and your journey, right? Yeah. And everyone listening, it's like, do not feel like we are this fear of being talked about. Like, And, and for us now, it's probably mm-hmm. changed a little bit. It's like fear of being talked about on other podcasts or like in the media or whatever mm-hmm. it might be, but or in other people's WhatsApp or text groups. Who gives a fuck what people say yeah. in those text groups? Because it's our life. Yeah. Anyway, I just... If anyone needed to hear that, just listen to that snippet again and again. I think it's so powerful. Yeah, I think it's a really beautiful reminder that if you can already look ahead to, say, the last weeks of your life and already be sure that you would regret that you didn't do something, then there's just you just have to do it. Like if you already know that, that you are sure that it's something that you are going to regret if you don't do it, like that's all you need to know. That's all that needs to matter and you just need to give it a crack and make that decision. I love it. I can't wait to listen to the whole episode. Thank you. Snippet two. You ready for oh, snippet two? Yes. Okay. okay, great. Okay, so this one is a little, it's, it, it's similar-ish because it's around decision making, which, I mean, so was snippet one, yep. but this one's a little bit more around the actual process of decision making. I was reading about Jeff Bezos who built Amazon, um, you know, second most value, highly valued company in the world. I think it's worth $2 trillion or something. And in one of his shareholder letters, he says that there's two types of decisions in life. You have type one decisions and type two decisions. Type one decisions are the doors you can't walk back through. Mm. Take your time on those ones, mm. right? Like me, you know, resigning from my company. But most decisions in life are actually type two decisions, which are doors you can walk back through if you were wrong. Mm. Um, most of the things that we end up mulling and ruminating over and worrying about are type two decisions. He says, make those decisions as fast as you possibly can. Mm. Um, that's how you could get, get to where you want to go faster in life and in business. And I also thought of Barack Obama, who I spoke with on stage many, many years ago at this event in um, Sao Paulo, Brazil. And he was recounting the time he was faced with the decision to fly to Pakistan with those two Apache helicopters with about, you know, 50% certainty that Osama bin Laden was waiting in that compound. He was mm-hmm. risking two Apache helicopters of American lives. And he says, on the big decisions in life, like getting Osama bin Laden, you have to get to 51% certainty or as close to you, as you can to 51, 50% certainty and make the decision with the peace of mind that you made that decision in that moment with all of mm. the available evidence and you have to let it go. Because we all know in life that the 100% certainty on these big decisions that everyone's seeking only exists in hindsight. Mm-hmm. That mm. that one hundred percent certainty only exists in hindsight. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Think right now, everyone listening, of all of the times. Mm. And I was when I was reflecting on this, every time I have been so hard about myself mm. on making the wrong decision and then go, going into decision paralysis for other decisions because I'm like, well, you, you fucked it up last time, so yeah. you're probably going to fuck it up again, is because I then had all of the information which I didn't have at the time mm. I made the decision. Mm-hmm. And I think we so often mm. judge ourselves on decisions that we make based on all the things we've learned since we made it, which we did not have not available fair. to us yeah. at the time. And we cannot get to 100% certainty. Mm. We can get to 51 mm. And then we've just got to make it. Yep. We make tens of thousands of decisions 
every single day. And the other thing that comes after that in that podcast is that they, that Stephen said making not making a decision yeah. is a decision. Yeah, it's true. And you have to think about that too. Mm. And I just thought that was so powerful. I think there's so many there's so many things in our lives. Like I think back to a decision that one of the hardest decisions I ever made, which on reflection now, again, in hindsight, was the right decision for mm. myself and my ex-partner at the time. But that breakup was the uh, truly to this day, the hardest thing I've, yeah. ever, I've been through in my life. Yeah. For, and of course it would, would have been for that other person too. Yeah. But in hindsight, it was the best thing for both of us mm. and in, on the paths that we were going mm-hmm. on, right? But did I have 100% certainty that was the right decision? Absolutely not. And I think we look, we are searching in life with all of these decisions that we need to make, these big ones that impact our life Mm -hmm. for every answer. Mm -hmm. We're we're searching and we're looking for 100% certainty. And then if we don't get it, we don't make the decision, which is making a decision in itself, right, to stay where we are. And I just thought that was so, so powerful. Mm. I'm just thinking of a few examples of people that – have made decisions in their life that you look at their life now and you're like, wow, yeah. like that's, they're doing what they're meant to be doing. They're doing their life's work. They are amazing at what they do. They're so successful. But to get there, they had to make a hard decision. Mm. I think of like Sarah Davidson who left her career as a lawyer. Yeah. And she says she, she went to be a fun entrepreneur. I love how she says that to start Matcha Maiden. Yeah. And now she's a full-time entrepreneur content creator. Mm. But she would have gone through that same decision process as the totally. banking example we spoke through. I think of Michelle Andrews and Zara McDonald who have left who left Mamma Mia at mm. the time, which was a really great job. Like mm. a re- in terms of becoming a journalist. Yeah. It's like, you know, you stay Something there. You can, for, 100%. Exactly right. But they left it to start a podcast and go out of their go out on their own mm. and take a huge risk. Yeah. Also take a huge risk based on people saying to them, You're they they pitched the podcast yeah. and they got rejected. Yeah. By someone who was very experienced in podcasts, but yeah. they took that risk. They made that decision that that was what was going to make them happy. That's what they wanted to do. And look at them now. And they've built a, a huge, <laughs> amazing media empire. Like Alady Pullen, that's mm. another example. And this isn't a career example, but mm. she made a decision to have a baby mm. without Chumpy. Mm. That mm. is a huge life-altering decision. Yeah. And that's also something that it's not super common to do that, right? No, yeah. But she did it because that is what she wanted to do in that yeah. moment for herself. Yeah. And look how happy she is now. And yeah, obviously she's it's she's devastated that she's lost her Yeah, of course. her partner, but she's now got her beautiful baby. Yeah. Based on that decision that she made in the moment that I would say was against what is normal yeah. within society. Yeah. And it's just, but it, I mean, come like even just having kids in general, even for those people who are sure that they want to be parents, like it's still, I don't know anyone that was like, even when we started trying, there was like moments where we were trying for fun. And then we we're like, wait, are we, we are? Yeah, we are. Are we, are we though? Like, are we? Because it's just like you, you do, you get scared of like your reality completely changing. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's, it's, it's insane when you realize that you're never going to be a hundred percent certain on something maybe that'll help us make those decisions, I don't know, quicker. Well, it's okay. I think <laughs> it's, it's okay. okay. It's like stop looking yeah, for 100% certainty happen. because it doesn't exist and you yeah. will stay whatever. If you're deciding between two things, like just say it's to leave a job or not yeah. to leave a job, yeah. if you're looking for 100% certainty, you have already made your decision, you're staying in the job. Yeah. And that's a decision in yeah, itself. Yeah, 100%. Anyway, I Love highly recommend listening to that episode if you have not yet. We all will now. <laughs> 
Why am I whispering? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so my special share today is a podcast with the incredible Jay Shetty, and it is called Three Ways to Build Inner Confidence and Learn to Trust Yourself Instead of Comparing Yourself to Others. And I just feel like every time I feel like I get to a point in my life where I'm like not comparing myself to others anymore, like something new will pop up and it's it's in a different realm of my life and then I'll start doing it again. Um, and generally this is because like whatever it is, we're not entirely happy with and then so we look for like what other people are doing. But what I really loved, he spoke through a number of different things obviously within the podcast, but some of the things that I like instantly jotted down to take away um, was a quote that actually he brought up that uh, Matthew McConaughey had said once um, where he was saying that he doesn't compare himself to others. He he compares himself to him in 10 years from now. Um, And I really liked that because when you compare yourself to you in five or 10 years, rather than anybody else, you'll realize that you are on your own journey. And if you compare yourself to five, 10 years back, you can already see the growth. And so Mm. you can appreciate it a lot more because it's you and it's your journey. And we all value very, very different things in life. So if we base our confidence like off external validation from other people who value different things, like it's a very easy way to kind of lose track of who you are and what you actually want. Um, and I just thought it was a really good podcast. So I just wanted to, yeah, share that today and a couple of those takeaways. Thank you. That is a great one. Welcome. I have to say better than mine, better than mine. Well, what's well, I wanted to recommend a book for you, but I am having a book, prop, book. what's it called? Book block. I'm blocked. Same, I'm book Read blocked is blocked. Mine's taking very long I to get through. Into, I'm reading like I, a I chapter put one a down. Night. And then I was like, start another one because I couldn't get into that one. I've got three that I started. I'm like, yeah. I'm on to number four and I can't get into any of them. And it's so I bad. You need to have. Losing reading motivation yeah. for my 10 pages five times a week. You know what I've found is that if you're starting, because most books take like at least, like the good books you can get into within like 80 pages, like really good books, right? But most books take like almost 150 to 200 oh, pages, pages to get into it, right? So I feel like I need to like make this new rule for myself that I'm going to start a new book like on a weekend or when I've got more time because when I start a new book midweek, I'll get like one or two chapters through and I'll have to do that each night of the week. And so I'm not in it enough. I'm not like immersed in the story enough to like be like excited to read it. So I totally understand that. I That is good advice. Thank you. That's that's a double special share from you because that is really good. Okay, okay. But what's the Please book? Please don't. No, it's Which not a, I'm not giving you a book. Started? I'm oh. saying I'm not giving you a book. I'm oh, giving okay. you something so random. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, it is called Relaxing Yoga Mix. <laughs> oh, it's a playlist. <laughs> no, playlists are cool. They, this makes a lot of impact in my life. Yeah, no I didn't say it wasn't. No, no, but I'm talking to myself. I'm right. not talking to you. I'm, in that moment I'm talking to myself. I'm saying it was bad, but I'm like, actually, this is a good no, special. No, it's good. Show. This is my inner dialogue this coming is out. Okay, so this is a Spotify. Now, I, the the thing that makes this a bit difficult, it is picked for me based on what oh, so I like. everyone's songs are going to be different. <laughs> but, I believe your if you go into Spotify, if your relaxing yoga mix pick just for you, I feel like it'll be good because Dalton's is really good as well. Okay, and it's a sim. I'm sure it'll be a similar, similar type of songs. Yeah. And what I've been doing with these mm. songs is I do when I do a kick workout that is more gentle, so yep. yoga or Pilates, depending on the Pilates. If kick is like 
If it's Kika, probably intense. Yeah. I would put a more intense. Yeah, like yeah. if it's like an intense Fast Kika pace. class, yes. I put this on behind. So in kick, you can, and I feel like I'm not, a lot of people don't know this. Yeah. Every time I share it on my stories, people are like, oh my God, I never Didn't knew that. So in the master classes, when you're doing a class, there's a little volume button. Now, yeah. this is, I feel like from a user perspective, we need to fix this. If you press it, it yeah. mutes the music. Not the trainer. It seems like it mutes the whole thing. Yeah, That's yeah. what's confusing. But yeah. if you press that, it mutes the background music because unfortunately we're not boss level yet where we can get like Beyonce playing behind our things because licensing yeah, just problems music. and yeah. expensive. Yeah. So we have stock music. Mm-hmm. So you can mute the stock music. Yeah. Nicely selected stock music, Thank I have to you. say. Yeah. You can mute the music if you press that volume button yes. and then you can play your own music behind the masterclasses. So that is how you can bring in your Beyonce, whatever. But I bring in relaxing yoga mix. Yeah, right. And I really enjoy having that behind the yoga, yeah, behind the Pilates. But then also in the morning, sometimes I will just put that on as if I just want to sit in like silence outside. Mm. Well, it's not silence because it's got this, but just like zen. Yes. I put it on and I really enjoy yeah. it. And it anyone is. that was at the event... We actually were playing this. Yeah, the workshop. Exactly. Or if you came to the zero to three kilometer run thing I did, this was playing too. Anyway, it's I can't so link true. it in the show notes because it's my. <laughs> or maybe I, I could, I don't know. It's just a general reminder that music really switches up our like mental and emotional state. Okay. It's like you can put on, you know, some bangers and you get in the best mood ever and you just want to see all your friends or you can put on some tunes like that and just feel like you can float away. And that's so nice. I agree. You're welcome. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for for being nice about my rogue special share, Steffi. Now, on Wednesday, we have an episode, an amazing episode. I have to say it is a must listen with Simran, who is the founder of Girls That Invest, a multi-million dollar media company with the number one investing podcast for women and over 6 million podcast downloads. Obviously, she's a boss, but that the the episode is about where to start with investing and mm. building your financial literacy, which is so important, mm. obviously, for everyone, but especially for women. So please, please listen to that episode. Also, if you want to get involved about anything we spoke about today on the podcast, you can in our KickPod Facebook group. Yes, we have a Facebook group now, guys, for our KickPod listeners. So you can find us and we'll pop the link in our show notes. We'd love to have you. We would love you to suggest guests, topics you want us to hear, get involved in any of the segments, maybe give some feedback on some episodes, show us where you're listening to them, all of the above. We are just so excited to be able to connect with you guys continuously because this podcast exists for your ears. So we are just, you know, we want to make sure that we keep producing things that you actually want to listen to. Agree. That's exactly. Exactly right. Exactly right. We love you guys. If you want to hear more about Kick or give it a go, you can just search KSE on the App Store or on our website, kickapp.com. You will be back in your ears on Wednesday, which you already know. We love you. Bye, guys. Bye.